Hi there, thanks for joining us. Today on What She Just Say, my mom and I discuss the topic of abiding in Christ. Hey y'all there, internetters. What'd she just say? Today on what she just say, my mom and I are going to be talking about abiding in Christ, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Not just in ge- the general form. Yeah. Also, before we start, I'm getting over a head cold, so if I sound a little stuffy, that's why. I feel fine, though. Yeah. But I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I mean, you sound fine to me. I don't know. Thank you. Even though as soon as you saw me, you said, are you sick? (laughs) The classic mom. (laughs) Well, you know. Yeah. We got a mom. Yep. Mom, yeah. This topic was sent in by one of our listeners. Yes. One of the interneters. So please, we are always wanting topic ideas from you because there's just the two of us. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I could probably talk about anything. But it is good to have a topic. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess when I, because abiding, I don't know that I've ever, I mean, I like to do word studies a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. and now this podcasting just just comes like a Bible study, but I don't know how to do anything else, (laughs) but study the Bible and teach the Bible because that's just what God has kind of done to me. But, but I love the Bible. Yeah. I love God's word and. I love to share it. So just the things Wonderful. That I me too. <laughs> and Glad we've established that. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I think when we first started, we were going to maybe do something different, but now it just kind of evolved into what the Lord wants us yes, to do. And so. so, but that's okay. I'm glad to do whatever the Lord wants me to do. So I got this definition for abide because you know, I always have to look at the definition because You know, our definitions may not always line up with Mm -hmm. what the Bible says, but so I found this on preceptaustin.org where I do a lot of my word studies. Classic. I know. They're just, this is a good site. But abide in simple terms, they say, means to remain in the same place or position over a period of time. It means to reside, stay, live, lodge, tarry, or dwell. And the Greek word is Meno, I think is how you pronounce it. It's M-E-N-O. It's all Greek to me. It is all (laughs) Greek to me. Um, But it describes something that remains where it is. It continues in a fixed state or endures. Meno can mean to take up permanent residence or to make yourself at home. So the root of the Greek noun, mone, from abide, which means mansion or habitation, which I found that interesting because, mm-hmm. you know, in John 14, he talks about in my father's house, there's many mansions. Right. And so for many, for a long time, I always thought, oh, I have this mansion. Right. We do have a home in heaven, but that's not really what he's, it's not a physical mansion. He's talking about a. Right. It really wouldn't make sense for all of us to have big old mansions where we just live by ourselves <laughs> yes. or, and we're no, just separated from Jesus. It's a dwelling place to, He's our dwelling place. He's, we're to abide in Jesus. And so that's the Greek there, but that's just how they translate it. But I just found that to be interesting. And then more than one half of the uses of um, that Greek word meno for abide are 
are by John in his gospel and letters, which I found that to be interesting Mm -hmm. as well. He does say that a lot. If you go through your Bible and the book of John, you can highlight over and over where he, you know, talks, he uses the word abide. But in many of the uses of minnow, the translation is to stay, to remain, to abide, but implies more than just position, more than just physically staying, remaining, or abiding somewhere. But when used of a person staying, remaining, or abiding, it often includes the idea of fellowship, friendship, communion, companionship, and harmony. It goes perfect with last week. Yes, it does. Fellowship, mm-hmm. right? And I like that, too, because... Um, in a little bit, we're going to talk about John 15, and Jesus talks about them the being friends. And so that's that's a really cool meaning. Yeah. That means that most of us, you know, would not invite someone <laughs> to remain in our home if we were out of fellowship with them, right? You know, or mm-hmm. like we said, we don't usually invite strangers to come live with us, you know? Right. And so you can see that Minnow can convey the idea of making someone feel at home. Like, mm-hmm. think of it of the sins, and like we said, and Jesus talks about abiding in us in John 15. Yeah. And I also liked how guat, I can't talk, guat, <laughs> how guat. Guat, <laughs> what'd you just say? Right. How got questions defined abide. So to abide is to live, continue, or remain. So to abide in Christ is to live in him or remain in him. When a person is saved, he or she is described as being in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like Romans 8, 1 talks about that. It says, therefore, there is now no accommodation for those who are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And then 2 Corinthians five seventeen says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, then the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. So that's just talking about that, you know, as being in Christ, we're new creations. And so being in Christ, we were held secure in a permanent relationship. And John 10, 28 through 29 tells us, I and I give unto you, unto them, just as Jesus speaking, eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hands. So it's a permanent, you know, you can't lose right. your salvation because I think, remember, you had looked that up. and Right, when I was just looking up what it means to abide in Christ, and I just like to see other people's perspective and point right. of view and just what the Lord is working through other people. And what I was seeing a lot of in just different articles that I read where people were using the John 15, because that chapter talks about the vine and the branches being cut off and him Mm -hmm. like pruning the branches because God being the vine dresser. And people typically use that as an argument for being able to lose your salvation. Right. Which most of those articles I read go on and say, that really contradicts a lot of scripture. So that's right. not true at all. Right. Yeah, because that's crazy. I think if you could lose your salvation, no, it's like you're secure right. in Christ. That's and usually it's the branches that get cut off. What they relate it to is people who are feigning or yeah. saying they're a Christian, but they're not. Right. Like they go to church and they're like, sure, I believe in Jesus. but 
is their life actually bearing fruit right of being saved and yes it's really the saved versus the unsaved yeah that's exactly that's exactly what it is yeah and so um they had and got questions went on to say therefore abiding in christ is not a special level of christian experience Mm. rather it is the position of all true believers yeah so the difference between those abiding in christ and those not abiding in christ is a difference between the saved and and the unsaved exactly so and then i like this other commentator that i found it's his name is woost I know. I don't know. We're really good at pronouncing names here on what she just said. W-U-E-S-T. So however you say that. Once again, we need more Smiths. (laughs) Yeah. But I did like what he he said about this root verb minnow. It's and it's in Romans 6 1. And it says, Shall we continue in the sinful nature? So the word continue here is actually the Greek word epimeno, but it stems from that, the verb root meno, which is, which means to remain, abide. Mm. And it's used in the New Testament of a person abiding in someone's home as a guest or of a person abiding in a home. It has in it the ideas of fellowship, of cordial relations, of dependence. So the question now can be further interpreted to mean, shall we continue habitually to sustain the same relationship to the sinful nature that we sustained before we were saved? A relationship which was most cordial, a relationship in which we were fully yielded to and dependent upon that sinful nature and all this as a habit of life. So, which basically means if we are cordial with our sinful nature, we should not be surprised that we commit sins, which we would not commit if we were cordial with Christ, the sin nature destroyer. And I just really love that because that's the whole point of having Christ abide in us. Christ has given us the power to overcome sin. It doesn't have to rule and reign over us anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. we're to be overcomers. Yeah. He is to rule and reign. He is Lord of my life now, not sin. And death doesn't have any victory either because he conquered death. Yeah. So we don't have the fear. Those who who are lost typically have that fear of death. And when you know Christ, you know that your life here or now is is in Him. So it doesn't matter whether I'm alive, I'm alive to Christ. Whether I die, I die to Christ. Mm-hmm. So we have no fear even in death. And so that's wonderful. It is. So we're this new creation in Christ. He wants us to walk in Him in the newness of this life. Yeah. We're born again to not live the same life we once lived in in dependence on the sin nature but we now abide in christ and depend on him yeah. you know for everything we live by faith through the power of the holy spirit that now enables us to overcome sin i mean it doesn't mean it's easy mm-hmm. that's we have to say not my will yeah but your will we have to live our life according to god's plan and purposes not our own and i i think it was a a long time ago, one of our old pastors, he talked about that, you know, everyone, oh, we always want to know, well, what's my purpose in life? Well, your purpose in life is to look what God's purpose is for right. your life. And you you plan according around what God says. Right. And that's when you really truly find what your purpose in life is, is what really God's. And, and I really like that. 
And I had found this quote by Harriet Beecher Stowe. Is that what we decided it was? I don't know. I'm so sorry if that's not it. You know us. I know. We're just botching all the names today. (laughs) You can botch my name. I don't care. Uh, Yeah, that happened growing up a lot. Even my first name, people botched a lot. Stepani. Stepani. Oh. Yeah. That's not very nice. I'm just saying. My name has lots of names that come with it. So, (laughs) yeah. Anyways, back to our topic (laughs) (laughs) Rabbit Trail. Right. Just going back to talking about the fruit and just how we're talking about how abiding in Christ really is nothing that it's really nothing that we can do. Mm-hmm. It's not. And this quote just kind of says it beautifully way more, a lot better than I could. Mm-hmm. How does the branch bear fruit? Not by incessant effort for sunshine and air, not by vain struggles. It simply abides in the vine in silent and undisturbed union, and blossoms, and fruit appear as of spontaneous growth. How then shall a Christian bear fruit? By efforts and struggles to obtain that which is freely given? No. There must be a full concentration of the thoughts and affections on Christ, a complete surrender of the whole being to Him, a constant looking to Him for grace. I just feel like that's such a good reminder of Because sometimes I feel like we feel like abiding is just like, it's another thing on the to-do list of being a Christian. Yeah, but it's not. Once you are a Christian, you are, you should be already abiding in him. That's it. It Right. Like that's part of, that's just, it's a package deal with being saved is you get to forever being abiding with Christ. And I think that there's a lot of comfort in knowing that there's nothing you can do to not be abiding with him. Right. Because Except for not believe on him. Uh, right. But I'm, yeah. talk- I'm talking specifically about like once you're saved. Right. And I just feel like sometimes, I don't know, I've just been thinking about that a lot of like, we are always just running away from God or whatever. And we just always feel like he's just looking down on us and is like, oh, they did it again. Those yeah. rascals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's just constantly looking down on us with disdain. But that's just not who he is that's not his character towards us and that's not his heart towards us that's why he sent jesus yeah and the holy spirit's always there to woo us yeah back you know if we do get off yeah and to convict us and help yeah, he's us waiting with but, open arms and it's always his goodness that leads a man to repentance yes you know so it's like we always look at always oh, just mean i mean he is and just and he's he just is, and righteous and holy and he all is those things. all of those things he come all of those his character is more complicated right. than we want to say but to realize that it's his goodness that leads a man to repentance i yeah. I, I love that and I always, it is it is because he is good because he could just zap us right then if yeah. he wanted yeah but no he's being gracious and kind you know to even lead us to repentance that's, yeah. that's even being good to us yeah and we he's don't want to look at it anger. yeah and he's way very, slower than we are very long suffering towards yes. us thanks for listening to what'd she just say we hope you enjoyed our show Join us next Wednesday as my mom and I continue discussing abiding in Christ. Make sure you follow our Instagram at what she just say or Twitter at underscore what she say. And for any topic ideas or questions you'd like for us to answer, please message our Facebook page. What she just say. Thanks again. You are loved. We'll see you next time.